That's right, they're playing video games for money. And I'm definitely not gonna let uh, Mass Effect in my house. The level of violence on video games. It might be hazardous to physical and mental health. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic. Then there's the argument that video games can be art. They're a world phenomenon. Hey, welcome to Hit Point Pals. I'm Travis Lean. I'm joined today by William Suit. Hello. And joining us today for the first time is Caleb Warwick. Howdy. We're just gonna jump into it. Um, I got a message from William earlier this week, and it said that India and Pakistan had shot each other's planes down. That's right, gaming news, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting yeah. Right we're just into gonna jump right news. into uh, geopolitical stuff here. And I suggested that we boot up Hearts of Iron 4 and play out this scenario until William reminded me Pakistan didn't exist during <laughs> World War II. But Hearts Wait, of Iron didn't? 4... I'm no, going to defer this to so. William, the history major. I think, major. Uh, I think in like 1947, it and India became like independent or something like that. I think. By the way, if you're wrong, that's on you. Game over. Pakistan, <laughs> the Pakistani government's going to come knocking at my door. Uh, Man the Guns, I think, came out uh, yesterday. We're recording this on Friday. I don't know. You, you'll hear this on it, uh, Saturday. Yeah. I never um, figured out naval combat up to this point, I'm ashamed to say, in Hearts of Iron 4. I, it just never clicked for me, and I'm, I'm curious whether or not Man the Guns makes uh, naval combat any less or more frustrating, confusing, accessible. I don't know. I tried watching a bunch of YouTube videos on it. It didn't help. I would hope so. I mean, it's all about boats, and that's like the one thing that I know nothing about in Hearts of Iron 4. I already have like a, a tenuous grasp of everything in that game, but ships? Nah, can't do it. Can't figure that stuff out. You're telling me so you're not a naval out. expert. So that's what you're telling yeah, me. Hey, hate to break it to you, yeah. <sighs> naval invasions um, might be the one thing that I can kind of figure out. But other than that, I have never been able to successfully get a boat to do what I wanted the boat to do, which is like go to a place, Sail from shoot some one guys. Place to another. So unfortunately, yeah, like move, do the functions that a boat's supposed to do. <laughs> unfortunately, I've not actually played Hearts of Iron Four, so I'm gonna kind of contribute not a terrible amount of information into this conversation about Hearts of Iron. But from what I know, um, it's a video game, and that's about it. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's pretty That's solid. Okay. I, on the whole. That's solid. I was going to move on anyway, unless anyone had anything else to say about Hearts of Iron 4. I just uh, wanted to get the uh, India-Pakistan. India, please Pakistan. don't go to war. Yeah, please. There we go. Please. We go. Yeah. India, please. If, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, please. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Let's you're already <laughs> taking over YouTube with T-Series. Come on. <laughs> so we had a Pokemon Direct drop this week. Um, what starter is everyone going with? That's a good question. So, yeah. um, have you guys seen these starters? I guess I le should ask. Le let me go with, uh, uh, yes, I would like to go with that. Don't remember the name. It was like a rabbit. It's like a flea, a fire rabbit. It was a fire type. <laughs> okay. I look, there's a link right here. If you just oh, click yeah. on the link, just bring oh, up the page. Oh, score bunny. We'll take, and never mind. Yeah, I take that bunny. back. That's a terrible name. I'm going grookey. <laughs> going for that grookey. Grookey. Um, my pick is Sobble, just because of how sad he looks. Uh, he looks like he has a lot of anxiety, so yeah, he's probably he's probably the one for me. He looks like he's wowed. I'm gonna go with what? um. No, we're talking about <clears throat> Sobble. Oh, oh, yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. In the uh, in the trailer, his mouth isn't 
quite oh, a gape okay. like that. It's more. Oh, of like, I see. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. a traditional, like a sad face. I'm gonna go with Scorn Bunny because he's the only one reminiscent of um, Big Chungus. So I'll just go ahead and pick that one. It's like I fire, guess that's an you know. Right reason. <laughs> pretty, uh, I'm pretty what sure. Did we, <laughs> what did we think of the trailer or this game? It looks interesting. It, it definitely uh, actually looks pretty interesting. The art style. I will yeah. say when I when I woke up and I'm on the West Coast, so I yeah. woke up to this news. Um, and I saw that the title was Pokemon Sword and Shield. Very briefly, I thought, wow, is this a medieval Pokemon game? And then I, my expectations were quickly shattered. But, um, I mean, it's it's another Pokemon game, and they all tend to be very similar. It looks like it has a little bit more interesting stuff going on as far as, like, it looks like there's some more dynamic camera stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, Pokemon games are just kind of your camera is tethered in one place and... I don't know. Even with like the newer entries in the Pokemon series, they still feel like they're very much like these antiquated products that have gotten these weird graphical upgrades. But they, they still feel very rooted in the the two D of like the yeah. Game Boy version. I sort of actually, I I've noticed a lot of people were kind of annoyed about the like cartoonish um, art style for whatever reason. But I sort of mm. actually like it because it's it's very reminiscent of like the. Um, the cartoon series of um the pokemon because like i i kind of grew up on that um i never funny enough i've actually never um i would never i never played a lot of pokemon games and um i loved the tv show like what was it on cartoon network right yeah i think so i'm pretty sure it was cartoon network i don't remember cartoon network and it seems kind of weird but i'm pretty sure that's it but um, yeah, I grew up on that. I watched it all the time, and that's kind of my introduction into Pokemon and how I know a lot of these characters and stuff. Um, and like seeing this art style compared to a lot of other ones, because from the previous entries into the games, um, it sort of looked like you know they were just more of like, um, how how would you put it? Not stylistically um, prominent, I guess. Like, they can always kind of change. And then, like, this one is a lot more reminiscent of, like I said, the TV series and stuff. So, kind of brings a little bit of nostalgia. I like it. But we'll see how the game turns out. So, I mean, like I said, my only um, experience, not only, I played a couple Pokemon games, like I said, but I didn't play all of them. Um, Now I have a Switch. So, I mean, it gives me no excuse. But I'm excited to see how it turns out, actually. It looks like we're in some sort of European setting. Like the cities look like the UK or something is trying to be vibed here, and then you've got these like sweeping like European countryside type looking things. Too true. I love me some sweeping European countrysides. Um, the thing that really caught my eye from the trailer, like the art style, it's like okay, yeah, it's like it's like Pokemon. It's kind of what I would expect from a Pokemon game, but mm-hmm. like the moving camera instead of just kind of being like top down or if they're feeling like yeah, mixing it up a little, just like maybe shifted a bit. Instead, we're seeing like like cities and like all sorts of things from different angles. It's like, I hope that's stuff in the game as opposed to just like things in the trailer, but yeah, it looks sure. really, really nice. And I think the whole, like the whole art style, the whole world just looks really, I don't know. Fun. Pretty. I don't know. I don't have a switch. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like, it looks out, like maybe it, the, the camera angle is different depending on like areas that you're in. Um, my hope, I don't know if it's in this game. It probably isn't, but my hope would be that like at some point a Pokemon game would kind of, uh, reinvent its like camera and let you control it like in another third person RPG. Um, yeah, a, a game that does that feels very different from 
a 2D Pokemon game. Like, like Wind Waker, it feels very different from like uh, what what's being represented here, or like in Pokemon, like Let's Go. Yeah, where you're tethered to a 2D plane basically, and your camera is uh, not uh, able to be controlled by by you yourself. Exactly. So I I don't know what it's gonna do here, but it it's interesting that we're seeing some some variations, I guess, in in what the camera is doing, and then you've got a lot of interesting um like landscape type stuff you've got like these big hills with these weird like pokemon like nazca line type stuff on them yeah and you've got these like like uh, crystal caves with a it's if it looks and feels very pokemon um and i i i wonder how this translate in, translates into this sort of like european setting and whether or not that'll be cool and then you've got like the soccer Soccer field where they're like pitching Pokemon against each other. I don't know what's going on there. Like one of the trainers steps out into the field in his like in like a soccer out form. Don't know what's going on there. That is interesting. You think they're gonna have like mini games of like Pokemon and sports rather than the actual fighting? Maybe. <laughs> like Pokemon or like soccer. maybe there's like some sort of like organized like Pokemon professional sport where or, like Or here's a conspiracy. It's not even okay. gonna be any Pokemon fighting, it's all just gonna be Pokemon soccer. <laughs> all of it. The entire game. And that's why it's based in Europe. <laughs> that alright, alright. That would all be right. a game changer. Could you imagine if uh, I was just like spot on with that? Like that's what the game is, and it's just like the, the next, most disappointing thing. It's yeah, called the Sword next and Shield. Pokemon game is not about that at all. It's about <laughs> getting goals and kicking the ball. <laughs> it's called Pokemon Sword and Shield. Nothing to do with either or. I want to know why it's called Sword and Shield. Also, I want to know what the third entry will be. Like Pokemon, like Spear. Pokemon Rock. <laughs> rock and uh... Sword Shield and Rock. It's the shittiest version of the game. Um, we know that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be shown off at Star Wars Celebration now, uh, April thirteenth. I'm very Ooh. excited to see this. Ooh. Haven't had a Star Wars game in a long time. Battlefront 2 doesn't count. Um, <laughs> or one. Or or one. Now, um, um what was it? Let's see, was that the um is that the one being developed by Respawn or is that a different one? I don't remember. Um I don't know who's developing Fallen Order. Because I know or at least I heard that Respawn, you know, Titanfall. Uh, yeah, Respawn is doing Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So I'm actually hyped for this one. Because interesting drop of info. The uh a designer from Kotor two, uh Chris Avalone, he's been working on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Wow. Okay. Inter that piques my interest more he, than it already he, was. He worked on Fallout Two, he worked on Fallout New Vegas, he worked on Knights of the Old Republic Two, he worked on Tyranny, Prey. Icewind Dale. I like all of those games. Uh, yeah, me too. Here okay. we go. So if Damn, this okay. if this game like oh man, I really just I'm just so I don't know. EA has just been constantly just eating my life away at just the games that I want. First, very, 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 very first instances of this, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Do you guys remember yeah, that rest trailer? In, rest in peace. Yeah, everyone I think remembers. Yeah, unfortunately, people were so excited for the game. EA said, "Nah, we can't do this." So just um, well, no, yeah, no, it was Lucas. Be, uh, it was a uh, Disney Lucas Arts. Yeah, and then Disney when they got the license was like, "Yeah, this game 
I don't think so. We're going to axe this. I, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with it being, they not wanting to have any affiliation with like super, super violence in Star Wars. Just because, you know, mm. they, they wanted okay. to Disneyify it. You know what I mean? And like, I guess that makes sense because, you know, one, Disney and mm-hmm. their like clean image. Um, I mean, that, that really explains as a whole. Like, they don't. I did hear one thing about when they bought the rights to you. You guys heard about the rights to um, the Fox, uh, the mutants. Um, yeah. So they they bought the oh, rights. And yeah, I according think to twentieth century. I think it's official. I did hear that um, they are still going to go ahead with rated R films. So I just don't think they're going to be affiliated with quote unquote Disney. I think it's just going to mm-hmm. be you know they're the parent company. Regardless. I think it's just because it's a new Disney right. And now that they wanted to wipe clean slate, yada, yada. But I am hopeful. This is the very, very, very last bit of hope I have for Star Wars and EA, unfortunately. Just because, oh man, I was so excited for Battlefront 1. Do you guys remember the E3 trailer for that? Battlefront 1? Yeah. You do not understand, like, just seeing it in the the Frostbite engine. Just It was just so cool, right? Oh yeah, they showed off like Hoth. Yeah, and that was just amazing. Like, I, I mean, what w- what I'll say about like Battlefront One and like even Two is not a big fan of like what I played at Battlefront One, but I will say it looks and sounds like it. It, it sounds just like the films. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy the amount of work. I I really appreciate one the sound design to the graphics, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, that's really all the game has for it. Like, I hate to say it, like, I played probably, I'd say that's a fair, like, I think I played 50 or 60 hours of it. So, I mean, I feel like that's a fair, like, amount of time to justify that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was just, it was a mess, unfortunately. Not as much as a mess of Battlefront 2, but um, it was more along the line of, like, not enough content, and especially the pre-order bonuses kind of brought some negative negativity down giving you the most overpowered pistol in the game right away so literally pay to win um and then oh my goodness battlefront 2 i don't even have to explain the controversy behind that at this point <laughs> too, many, oh, too yeah. many of them oh yeah i mean all right i'm i don't know i'm One calling thing... it now oh sorry yeah no no, no no go ahead go ahead go ahead i'm calling it now uh, Star Wars Celebration, they're going to they're gonna come on stage. EA is going to come out and say, we're pleased to announce Jedi Fallen Order, the all-new <laughs> DLC for Battlefront 2 coming out fall 2019, and everyone's going to be dead silent. And it was developed by Respawn somehow. Respawn. <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order coming to mobile games this coming to, summer. Coming to iPhone. What, you guys don't have phones? <laughs> okay, well, Respawn has proven that they can make good games, so... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, no. I, I have good expectations for this game. Um, my dream, you know, my dream new Star Wars game would be, like, a worthy successor to KOTOR, where you get, like, a, another sweeping epic Star Wars RPG, make your own Jedi, go through all that stuff. I don't really expect <laughs> this to be that. I expect yeah. this to be more, like, its own story, kind of like Force Unleashed, where it's like a little snippet of of something happening in the Star Wars world. I don't know. I could be wrong. It could be. It could be another. It could be a new RPG type thing. I, I there's not enough info to go off of yet. So 
Well, um, uh, this gets revealed, I guess we'll know more, and I can decide whether to be excited or to just, like, scream into a pillow. So, what? another conspiracy. <laughs> um, so, you know the whole Bungie? You remember when Bungie switched over to Activision and created Destiny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, ah, to be fair, it's not really the same thing because Respawn's already part of EA. But what if? What if EA grasps Respawn enough to mm-hmm. where kind of put their hand into the development because i know i know that titanfall 2 and 1 and apex legends didn't really have anything any affiliation with ea other than it being published by them so Mm -hmm. with this being a disney and ea property specifically and not a new ip well essentially a new ip but star wars brand do you think that ea was is going to have a big footprint in the development of this game they're going to have more, I, I'm almost certain they'll have more than they did in like Apex Legends because, yeah, like you said, it's it's like a Disney and Star Wars property. So for Apex Legends, it's like, okay, there's going to be some microtransaction stuff, but if it doesn't work, whatever. But with like a new Star Wars game, it's a Star Wars game. People are going to buy that. There's literally the going name. Into that. Yeah, I mean, the name alone, EA is going to be more interested in how that game performs. And I'm assuming, I, I'm... They've certainly had some input. I mean, they are the publisher, but I'm, I don't, I don't know how how much, but I'm feeling they'll have quite a bit. What do you think, Travis? I definitely felt the EA sort of influence over Mass Effect Andromeda because it was such a departure from the first three games. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. I wouldn't be surprised if it felt more of an EA game, and I mean, they're. It's definitely present in like Anthem, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, not so much in Apex Legends. So no. Well, I I don't know. It 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 could go either way. I guess. The the interesting thing about Apex Legends, though, I think I told you about this uh, before, was um, you know, there was no hype behind the game, literally none. Mm-hmm. It was announced and then it released the date after. So right. No hype buildup. No one knew what to expect. Played it. Literally has what twenty five million players next week or so. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's a free-to-play game, yeah, but still. Yeah. Um, it's a game that had, like, I don't even know how long they were in development for. I mean, it I had it can't be relatively long because Titanfall 2, you know? What, what did that come out? 2012 or something? I mean, 2016, not 12. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it was 16. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was late 16. So, like, it, it wasn't that long in development, and I'm pretty sure it started, like, pretty after but with the success of it with the smoothness of it and everything like that maybe ea even will decide maybe that like to give respond a little bit more freedom too mm-hmm. at the same time maybe i'm trying to be a little bit optimistic here he yeah. is consistently unfortunately over time you know disappointing i mean if it's like a pure single player game and it does really well no. maybe ea will no. I, I genuinely don't think it's going to be a pure single-player game. I mean, mm-hmm. EA's... Is it still current CEO even stated that, like, single-player games are dead and he's going to want them to be... At least have some sort of multiplayer game, multiplayer aspect, right. you know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah. what Anthem really turned into, right? Mm. It's not... Like, I'm pretty sure Bioware didn't want it to be um, necessarily the multiplayer it is, but, you know, EA stepped in and they want... They made it clear that games as service is a prevalent thing that they want to grow on. Because yeah, one, they don't want anything to do with single player games anymore. Money, 
Mm. Single player games don't make as much money. I know, unfortunately. But, I mean, maybe maybe a glimmer of hope will show within EA someday. Glimmer of humanity, I should say. Not this corporate entity that it is right now. Uh, Vermintide 2 has a new DLC. It adds Beastmen. It adds some sort of infinite playable, like, randomly generated level type <laughs> stuff. I don't really know what's going on. There wasn't too much info. There was a there was a PC uh, gamer exclusive piece on this that didn't it gave us a kind of an idea of 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 what's going on here. It's called it's called Winds of Magic. And aside from adding the Beastmen, it seems like it it creates some sort of radiant uh, level development sort of thing. Here's what they list. They say it combines one map, a, a wind objective finale and a difficulty. What? Which are all very different elements of of a game, but um, <laughs> I guess if it if there's the um there, there's like a there's a set amount of Vermintide two levels we played through those, mm-hmm. and I think we kind of talked about how they don't really have a ton of replayability. Maybe this will create more radiant type stuff to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it'll feel less. Maybe it'll feel more. I guess like like there's there's more replay value there. Uh, I mean. I really liked Vermintide 1. Travis and I played like that whole thing, I think. I think mm-hmm. except for maybe some of the DLC. I mean, that was I really liked that game. It was just like Fantasy Left for Dead. Yeah. Kind that, of hard to go wrong with that. Like And then uh, Vermintide 2, I really liked that game as well, but I felt like I, I felt like they weren't coming out with enough new content for Vermintide 2. Mm-hmm. Like right after launch, it got some updates and bug fixes as it does. But yeah, we played like, it and then like we forgot about it because there it didn't weren't like do new anything. missions or anything. And then they came and what, out with what was there wasn't a whole ton. So I really it was expected... good, but yeah, there wasn't a whole ton. Yeah, yeah, it was very polished, but like it was short, and I was expecting more content to drop faster, and it never did. Uh, and then the content, the first DLC that they came out with was just maps from the first game. <laughs> like, three maps from the first game, and it's like, <laughs> okay, like, so what are we going to get next? I've actually, unfortunately, loose. also not played Warhammer games. I have Warhammer Vermintide 2, so I literally have no reason to not play it. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty just... sure Vermintide was the first Warhammer game that I ever played. I don't think, I, I actually I have not played any so of the Warhammer too. ones. I, yeah. Because the, the whole time it was Warhammer. Like, what the hell? There's like 50 games. I don't want to, I don't know what this lore is. Yeah, all I knew about here. like Warhammer was just like, like 40K. It's like jacked dudes in space with like blood. I, that's just, ho- I don't really want that. And the game with rats came out and I'm like, I can hit rats with an axe. Hell yeah. 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 Those rats. Yeah, the, the, the funny thing is though, like the thing that always like intrigued me about Warhammer was the fact that it was huge fucking buff dudes in space just <laughs> killing shit. Yeah. I was like, okay, hmm, I think I get along in this. And then, so, en- enlighten me, what is, um, what is the first Warhammer games? Like, what are those? Are they, um, I, I there don't... are RTS games. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I always affiliated them with a different game and then i see warhammer vermintide and it's a first person game and i was like yeah oh so i always thought they were different games so that's what the lore confused me i'm like yeah okay so this warhammer one's named is... warhammer and that's warhammer but it's like medieval so, yeah there's like warhammer the first warhammer i think is like the fantasy warhammer okay then they came out with a version of that kind of in the future called warhammer 
40k, but they're both oh. oftentimes just called like Warhammer. So for the longest time, I was like, okay, there's like fantasy stuff, but there's also dudes in space. Like this is what's going on here. But I guess they're two separate like things. Huh. Yeah, That's and I mean, once yeah. once you once you get over the hurdle of like, why are there so many games and what's going on here? If you like drop into one, like it's pretty self-explanatory. Like yeah. you drop into yeah. Total War Warhammer, it's like, oh, I get it. It's a generic like fantasy uh, situation going on here. Oh, right. On. Um, and then like, like I said, tied, it's yeah. it's. Hey, we got to go through like hordes of rats. Like it's <laughs> that's what it is. Just I, bunch yeah. of rats. Who cares? Like I said, I've never played it, so this is just like my outside opinion, I guess. Um, of the uh -huh. game of what it is so i have no idea so that's just like my warp it's like okay there's dudes in space just beating the shit out of shit and then they're killing rats too so like that's what that's what my so if i just like drop it in the game i'm sure i could kind of grasp it but yeah it's I've, a weird franchise because it's presented so like strangely it's like it's it, to me it feels like something that you don't want to go around saying like yeah i'm a fan of warhammer like i'm a fan of like big buff guys like with big giant okay. swords chopping off rats heads <laughs> to be fair i love gears of war and that's the epitome of what gears of war is so that might yeah. be what my attraction to the game is because that's what gears, gears of war, of war is. doesn't have like 40 different entries and six different like spin-off um <laughs> worlds or whatever but to be all the games are made by like different companies so yeah. it's like there's so <laughs> yeah. many different takes one's an rts one's a first person shooter yeah but mm -hmm. like what was the deal with with warhammer licensing william you told me at one point it was like wasn't uh, it like a up for grabs for whoever and that's why it, there's so many fucking yeah games? it used to be i think uh the company that owns warhammer games workshop I, I think they were like really selective of who could make a warhammer game that's why there was like okay. dawn of war and that's about all i know and then at some point more recently, I think they just decided to like make the license much more available to everybody. And that's why there's suddenly like a thousand Warhammer games, like Total War Warhammer, Could you Space imagine? Hulk Deathwing, Total War Warhammers. It's like, mm -hmm. my God. Oh, man. You don't, going back to Star Wars, you do not wish, like, you do not know how much I wish that would happen to Star Wars. Could you imagine? Like, so, yeah. So, like, everyone can make like a Star Wars yeah, game. Yeah, literally. Like, get an agreement like, with Disney. CD Projekt Red making some Ubisoft and like, oh man, that'd be so great. That'd be in, in a perfect world. But we have I mean, a world you get Dexter's Diner Dash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's Lego Star Wars remakes over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I mean, there'd certainly be like a lot of bad games, but oh. just, there'd be, there would be like yeah. lots of good ones too. Well, that's like, literally how it was when LucasArts yeah. owned it. To be fair, there was a now lot got, of shit like, ones, but there was a lot of just good EA. ones too. Yeah. So now, it's, now just it's EA. So if they come out with a bad game, it's the only one. That's all we've got for a while. Yeah. We, we used to get like five Star Wars games a year. Now it's one every five years. That's not very good. But I mean, yeah. So like I said, I'm not very familiar with Warhammer, but from what I've heard, mm -hmm. it's a lot similar to Left 4 Dead. Um, old Warhammer Vermintide, anyways. Um, mm -hmm. And. So I've always seen Left 4 Dead as a, you know, super replayable game. Um, mm -hmm. Just because, you know, the whole aspect of, like, random shit happening throughout a linear level with your friends, too. Yeah. Um, that's how, that was my, um, like I said, I've never played, I'm going to say that again. I've never played um, Vermintide 2 also, but I've always had a very big interest in it. And obviously I have it, so I have no reason not to play it. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, that's the big problem with those types of games. Those, unfortunately, if you don't release enough content or just like consistently, like even just like every month or every three months or something like that, it's going to drop off. That's that was the nice thing about Left 4 Dead, I think, was um, so Left 4 Dead 1 mods, big, big thing. But even just like the DLC, um, Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2 had that super, you know, interesting thing where wasn't it like if you buy DLC for um, one of the games that goes to the Left 4 Dead 1 also or Left 4 Dead 2 also? I, I think it was mm. the uh, Left 4 Dead 1 levels got ported to Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't DLC. It was just being ported over, right? Yeah, From what I, I remember. So. so like that gives more life into it, even just like giving mod support to the game, honestly. Just give mod support to the game. That will, one, create a longer-lasting community and bring life back to the game, right? Like, <laughs> Skyrim, goddamn. Like, that has the biggest... Oh, man, I, I can't even, like, fathom how... So it came, what, 2011? It's 2019. Yeah. Eight... <laughs> Skyrim came out Ooh. eight years ago. It's an RP single-player RPG. Okay? You can only put so many hours in that game. I know you could put unlimited essentially, but come on. Like, I'm probably not going to play The Witcher 3 after this third playthrough, to be honest. Um, but, like, you know, this is the mod support for that game extending, you know, creating essentially fan fiction for some things. Like, sure, it could be bad, cringy, whatever. People dedicate time to making this stuff to make what they like about the game better and last longer. Fallout New Vegas is a great example also because one, I love Fallout New Vegas and all of these mods and all of these new story additions through mods just make it just so much more refreshing too. Like one, the companies don't even have to do anything. They literally don't have to spend a dime and people will do this. But if once the company steps in and starts doing that, people are like, why am I paying for what could have just been modded into the game? For extended, like, you know, DLC. I'm looking at you, Bethesda. Bethesda fucking, what, creation, Creative Club. Creative Club. What <laughs> yeah. the hell is that? But, like, I mean, yeah. Just give the game mod support, honestly. And that's the best way to extend the game if you want to extend it. And then, sure, every other... It gives you even more room to, like, um, extend out actual DLC. You know what I mean? Right. And makes the game last long. That's just my opinion. What do you guys think? I, I mean, I have tons of hours in Left 4 Dead 2. Like, yeah. I've got, Steam says, 140 hours in Left 4 Dead 2. Oh I know I know most of that is not from the included campaigns. I know most of that <laughs> is from playing, like, modded campaign, like, custom campaigns. I still remember people could make. Left 4 Duluth. Yeah, Left 4, yeah, <laughs> like... There's I they're, they're full campaigns because they gave access to like the tools they used to make the game. They gave those to the community. So if people like would put in enough time, they could make a campaign and let like anyone play it for free. I mean, that's like that's a huge amount of content available for free and you can replay it. You can always find something new. There's a reason for you to keep coming back to keep exactly. playing. It's a party whereas game. For, like, yeah, whereas for like Vermintide 2, it's like all right. I mean, what yuck, engine is that game on? Left 4 Dead or Vermintide? Vermintide. Vermintide is on... Is it Source uh, Engine? 
Verbatide is not on Source. It's on like something from uh, Maya. It's like a uh, 3D. Uh, it's Stingray. like some. Yeah, it's on Stingray. Oh which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's like no real modding available for that. No, they can't give you the tools they use. So yeah, okay, that yeah. and that that also creates a problem too. It's like I, yeah, I, yeah, no, I didn't think of that. Um, depending on the mods too, it's like games can only be modded, like you said, you guys said on specific. Well, not only it could probably be more. It's probably more difficult to mod on specific yeah, engines yeah, yeah, than yeah. others. Like I'm sure it's a million times easier to mod on said the Unreal Engine or Source Engine compared to the Stingray Engine. Yeah. So um yeah that also brings in another difficulty so come on devs I, you got this yeah I I mean it's it's that thing Step of it up. people people can mod a game regardless of whether the developers want them to or not but it's right. infinitely easier when the developers like actively support yeah. that and like want people okay. to create like custom content I also want to say don't pull a Bethesda Fallout 76 and like <laughs> expect people to oh yeah you could just mod the game if it's shitty yeah no don't don't do that please it's so weird God, that, like no Bethesda games like whenever a game comes out and it's broken people are like wow whoa, they shouldn't have released this man can't believe this when a Bethesda game comes out and it doesn't work everyone's like ah classic Bethesda Aww, you guys are so <laughs> cute Aww. it's like oh I, well we love you Todd Howard it's like this game doesn't work and everyone's giving Bethesda a pass it's weird I don't know and they re-release just... it it still doesn't work Ugh. that's so funny <sighs> but like I don't know yeah. I don't know how Bethesda does it no what it really comes down to it it shows in the games so if you have a great written game great you know Obviously, Bethesda games don't have the best voice actors. I'll just say that right. right now. Skyrim is a great example. You have a great story, got great lore, you got a great world. That's all you need in a Bethesda game or just a game in general. People will look past the bugs. People will look past you know the gameplay, and they'll love your game. They'll support it. They don't care about it. They don't. I mean, they don't care about the bugs, and <laughs> they don't, don't care about, about the game. game. Like fuck this game. No, um, they don't care about the bugs. They don't. And I, for example. I don't care. Like, I love Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> that game is the buggiest fucking game on the planet. But I love it. I love it. Great characters, great story, great lore, great environment. Right? Same thing goes with Skyrim. And, like, people are willing to look past that stuff. But if you pull a Fallout 76, I'm just going to call it a Fallout 76. I'm sure people are already using that analogy, but. Um, if you pull something like that and just like, oh, so our fan base already like sucks us off for our games, basically. Why don't we just put out a multiplayer game that's just not even finished and call it good? And it runs like a single player Fallout game on the same engine as Fallout 4 with multiplayer. <laughs> Let's just have our community fix the game for us. Not even modders want to do that at that point. They're like, this game's too far gone. We can't do shit about this. Yeah, and and see, the thing with that is like, <laughs> oh, modders will fix it. Well, modders won't fix it if they don't want to play the yeah. game. <laughs> like, The I, only NPCs in the game are other players. Everyone's like, hell yeah. <laughs> is that a philosophy that they have, though? Like, they expect... 
people to come in and mod the game to make it better and that's why i don't they, like, i don't think it's I a philosophy think, yeah go ahead william i don't yeah I, I don't think it's like a corporate philosophy at all i i think it's um the way the community i say the community just i think that's just the way to just responds if a game if a bethesda game has problems everyone says oh well you can just get a mod and that'll fix it which is true but if it's a game that nobody wants to play no one's gonna make a mod for something that to, to fix something that they're never gonna touch so mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not like a Bethesda philosophy that they rely on, I wouldn't think, but it's just like this kind of community thing where they just kind of expect there to be mods to fix a broken game. Yeah. And if you really want to, like, do something like that, don't even, like, try to make a game at that point. Just just give, just give people the just tools. Just write a book. <laughs> yeah, just write a book. Get the fuck out of the game industry. Come on. No, um, no don't even do that. Just, like, give modders the tools to make some stuff and have you know buy a game package or whatever you know of just like specific um whatever of this certain game or s certain um engine you know what i mean like You're what talking about like rpg maker yeah sure like you know just just do something like that if you're really gonna go for that you know what i mean hire some modders make a better game put some more time into that shit like come on i don't want fallout 76 i don't think any like I know a lot of people were optimistic about it, but and I, I'm not a game developer. I'm I'm sure it's very difficult, very stressful. Like I respect game developers so much because that's something I will never be able to do in my life. Because mm -hmm. I've always been interested, but I'm I'm just not gonna do it. Um, but I have immense respect for them. But at the same time, it's like the company's got to take that into consideration too. Like, do you really want to release a half-assed project consistently ruin your name because name is something you can't buy right like for example a good comparison would be like just literally like black and white comparison cd project red and ea so think of ea's fan base if they even have one <laughs> like you can't buy that back you have to earn respect you know what i mean like make a game that you put your heart into yada yada stuff like that and release it see if the public likes it if you're going to release a half-ass game that's full of microtransactions and bugs at the same time fallout 76 another interesting thing about like where we're at in gaming today is like you know back in the day if you release a buggy game you're fucked like that game sucks it's gonna suck because it's buggy forever you can't update it like what you're gonna update Mario sixty four? How the hell are you gonna do that? <laughs> um, but like a lot of you know a lot of companies or a lot of game developers are releasing games that they're, um and they're like oh we could just fix it later on you know like if they have a deadline which unfortunately with deadlines comes you know rushing if you have a shitty deadline then you're gonna have to if you're not finished with something you're gonna have to rush to the end of it and that yeah. You, writing an essay or something like that oh shit it's due tomorrow oh and the um and the uh spelling error you know what i mean same comparison mm -hmm. um i'm sure there's a lot more to it obviously but i mean with just your community have some sort of like connection with it and you'll prosper in some sort of way maybe maybe not financially maybe i'm completely wrong and we have to go the free to free to play route Gotta make as many microtransactions as possible. <laughs> Fortnite two done. I don't know, but I, yeah, I, I I mean that there's that thing of like 
I, I mean, yeah, you're never going to really get rid of piracy because if somebody wants to pirate your game, no. they're going to they're going to find a way. But I think there's also that issue of I understand why companies would like institute all these anti-piracy measures. But at the same yeah. time, I think the the thing a lot of people like with CD Projekt Red is uh, they, they don't usually have their games to like their games, you know, released for the same price as everyone else's. But CD Projekt Red, like tr I feel they treat the consumer like. An adult, a person. That's like, the thing. Yeah, like hey, they you're don't buying treat them our like game. money. Here's... Yeah, it's like hey, you're buying our game. You know, here's some DLC and free things. If you want, you can buy these. If not, you don't have to. You spent your you hard-earned money on our game, and we appreciate that. And that's yeah, what... whereas for yeah, yeah, whereas EA is like hey, here's a free game. By the way, I'd like your mom's credit card number. You know, just for those loot crates for little gambling things or yeah. <laughs> always online DRM it's like oh, man yeah. come on just let me i i'm buying this game to play it i don't know what ea thinks i'm trying to do with their games but all i want to do is buy a product and play it that's the unfortunate thing too is i don't think we could ever go back to that point in, anymore though oh yeah yeah i yeah um i i was talking i was having a little conversation with Travis earlier about um exclusives too mm -hmm. um, and how that might be the solution to that specifically because quite frankly you know sometimes exclusives suck because you're you have to have that certain hardware to play that thing or use that mm -hmm. thing and so like you know there's pc exclusives there's uh nintendo switch exclusives xbox exclusives playstation exclusives i feel like if um those companies kind of started highlighting that that's where the competition competition would prosper. So give us a reason to want to use these. And at the same time, with that comes less of the whole corporate greed because you're buying the console, you own the console to be able to play that, right? Good example is God of War that I used. Um, God of War is a $60 full game, completely finished, no DLC, no microtransactions, complete story all the way through. Amazing. I love that game. Literally my favorite game in 2018. I wow. love this game. They didn't try to take more money out of me. Right? They, <laughs> they respected the art of it, which a lot of people, unfortunately, are starting to see video games as more of like a cash cow. As a service. Which, which it is, give, unfortunately. Give us your money. And on, as, so I'm going to try to play Devil's Advocate too. It's like, if I were a company and I'm seeing, oh shit, these mobile games are making bank, like holy shit, like this is insane. We got to get on this. I understand. Like, I unfortunately, what, what was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't, I'm just pulling this out of my ass at this point right now, but um, mobile games are the top profitable game um, market. And I mean, it makes sense to me because, you know, it's the most easy target because mobile gamers are the most casual form of gamers, unfortunately. I mean, you know, have fun with your games. Have fun with your phone games. I don't care. I, I play phone games, too. It's, it's totally fine. Like, if you have fun with them, if you want to spend money on them, that's totally fine. But with the more popular those become, the more likely you are to see companies migrate over to them. Good example is Blizzard. Diablo Immortal. Um, another example is um what what is that company? Would that would that be Sega? 
Alien Isolation. Yeah, that would be Sega. Spinoff. Yeah. They are going to mobile. Like, they see how profitable mobile is because who doesn't have a phone? You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you guys don't have phones? <laughs> everyone at BlizzCon doesn't have it. But everyone I was else waiting. Does. I was waiting for that. But um, yeah, who doesn't have a phone? You know what I mean? And basically, like, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but basically, everyone's phone can play a game of some sort, whether it be a flip phone that plays fucking uh, what is that? That caterpillar game? Oh, no, snake! W- snake! 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 What a connection! Um, I know caterpillar. Um, you know what I mean. So like now I could play all of Kodor on my phone, and everyone basically has one. It's 2019, and that's just the future. So why not monetize these things? You know what I mean. Like everyone Speaking has access of to the it. future. Because I'm trying to segue into the the last piece of upcoming game news we have, uh, Barrow Trauma. Which we played once, uh, we being me and William, uh, is getting published by Didolic, and yeah. it is coming uh, this spring. Yeah, yeah, we don't Ooh. have a specific date. That is like, from from what we played of like a free alpha or something, I, I, I don't remember what it was, but it was like a free <laughs> version of the game. And it was so goofy. It was so goofy, but it was also like... And horrifying. It was like one of a kind. Like there was something about this game. Like you're in this giant submarine under like the surface of like Europa in like this deep ocean. It's really dark. You're on this ship. There can be leaks. You can play with a bunch Basically, of people. Basically, my worst nightmare oh, boy. <laughs> in the form of a game. But like, uh, it's very it, similar to We Need to Go Deeper in, a, in some ways. It reminds Ooh. me also of like FTL. And in FTL, some yeah. Ways, in some ways, I mean, it's, right, right. It's, it's a, a, it's, it's a very ways. unique thing. Um, it's like Aquaman. The, the 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 physics were were goofy, but they're also very like present and very much a a, a part like of a like key, the a key and... factor of the game and the way you play the game and stuff. For instance, we didn't know what we were doing, and like I found a gun and I like tried to shoot William in the head with it. I missed and I blew out a window, and next thing I knew, we were just in the water. And then we like died because the water pressure like crushed our bodies, and that's why it's the, called barrel trauma. And the full release is gonna—it's got like all new art. It'll have like bots, so you can play in like single player, and I think they'll be available. Oh, that's cool. Too. That's interesting. So that yeah, that that sounds really cool. So I think I'm gonna pick that up because I had a hard—I never really wanted to play the other game in multiplayer too much and sometimes when i'd be on i wouldn't find a server but if this has bots well i think we had a ton of fun it was just it was very clear it was early access and yeah and two people we couldn't manage that massive submarine we were in. oh yeah that too it's not like sea of thieves where you can pick a two-player ship it was like you had this big ship. i don't know how many people we needed to operate it that was another thing the game didn't tell us there were very Mm -hmm. little instructions there were no instructions in this game um that was one of its downsides uh, I think maybe part of that has to do with being early access, or maybe that's part of the game. Is like you're just stuck in this thing, and you got to figure out all the stuff on your own. Which I would respect that too. Yeah, I um, can understand both ways. I mean, if it didn't have a tutorial, which yeah, which it didn't when we were playing, maybe that's because it was early access, and they were just working out like mechanics and like the really important stuff before they yeah. get to like tutorials and like how their mechanics work. But Jesus Christ, that game was creepy. We didn't yeah. even get super far in it. We didn't even get a lot accomplished because we kept bumping the ship into rocks. But um, 
But man, there was some spooky stuff in that game. Especially when like we would see stuff coming at us on the radar and it was like, oh shit, oh shit, we gotta turn around. How do we turn around? We can't turn the boat around. We're two people. Yeah. That reminds man, me of um what is it? Yeah, alien isolation. You know how the little blip? Yeah. Whenever you see oh, that. Oh yeah, blip, from the little like, uh the little radar thing. Yeah. And and you're like, is it above or below? I don't know. You, you can't tell. You're like, shit. Oh, shit's in the vent. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that, that game looks interesting. Uh, I'm actually very intrigued by it. I like the art style. It's going to be spooked this spring. Is it an early access release this spring? Is that what it is? I think so. I think it's going to be coming. Okay, because the Steam page says early access, uh, and then it says release date spring 2019. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Should we take a quick break here? Come back, we'll talk about some of the bigger stories uh, in the gaming world this week. All right, welcome back to Hitpoint Pals. THQ Nordic did some weird shit. <laughs> I don't oh. even know how to start this. Um, man. Okay, so first of all, even before THQ Nordic decided to host a Q&A on 8chan, uh, they were already doing weird shit where they were just picking up companies like left and right and properties They were picking up all these like forgotten properties and Nobody knew what was going on and now that we see how like incompetent THQ Nordic actually is maybe they like didn't know what they were doing either I don't know. What is this? What is this? Who is this company run by? It's a I don't understand what's going on I didn't know what 8chan was really I think I had heard about it a little bit, but then like I had read this article that basically said, hey, THQ Nordic held this Q&A on this website. Here's what the website is known for. And I, it's just, oh, oh, okay. So this Damn. is the same company that made the game Nicktoons Battle for Volcano Island? I'm not familiar. <laughs> but I'm not going to no, put it No, I don't them. believe so. I don't believe uh, so. Hang on. What is... <laughs> what is Nicktoons Battle, Battle for what? It's just THQ regular before they died. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this isn't the company that made that one. The original like, THQ. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember playing that game on my GameCube, and I just remember THQ, and it's literally the only comparison. So THQ holds this Q&A, and then everyone on the internet is like, hang on a second, why did you do this? Why are you promoting a website that was it was delisted from Google because it was known as like a, like a breeding ground for child pornography, basically? Uh, um, that's... Shit. And the so 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 the the controversy, of course, was then like H or uh, THQ Nordic. Why are you promoting H Chan? Why are you directing people to H Chan from like your actual company Twitter account? Like, why uh, you're doing a Q and A there? But why direct any traffic to this website like at all? Why even be involved there? And then they were very quick within the next couple of hours to turn around and say, "We are sorry. We did not know." <laughs> <laughs> which just was basically a bunch of bullshit. Um, very questionable things going on here. I was wondering what THQ Nordic was up to before this, acquiring all these games. Uh, now we know. Now we know they all they were doing was getting ready for this big uh, 8chan debut. Weird. It, it, I'm I'm betting you it was like the a PR department said we're gonna do we're oh we're gonna flip the script AMAs they're. They're always just like whatever. It's corporate advertising. Everybody knows that. We got it. We got to get in the headlines somehow. We got to shock people. We got to seem like we're the cool company. So then I guess they just went like way too far. Like I, 
I don't. Do you wait? Do you I, really think I, that I, though? I like, does any so. company from a PR standpoint say we need to do something drastic to get like? No. A does any company go on eight chan for a fucking AMA? <laughs> so, like, listen to yourself. Like, what do you th like? They evidently I, somewhere decided, yeah, yeah, we give this the green light. Like, um, I one hundred percent doubt that they would even try if it's like linked to child pornography especially because that is like literally what will kill your company hands down like if it's even involved so like and it's 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 weird to think about too because the whole youtube scandal too just happened recently just because of the whole child oh yeah about thing. like the whole it's just uh, like the same time yeah same time frame and stuff so mm -hmm. just what a so they're so what a weird, not coincidence. Well, yeah, I'd say coincidence. I mean, obviously, they're not trying to get in the headlines with YouTube because it happened so recently. But, um, yeah, that's just odd. Why would they even... You'd think they would do research on it, right? Like I saw a lot of people I, 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 trying I to apply... There's, there's absolutely... I, I saw a lot of people trying to apply pressure to uh, companies affiliated with THQ Nordic saying, like, do you condone this still? I have yet to see any sort of like actual fallout from that. Um, but do you know what I, people were? Yeah, I, I. Do you know what I mean though? Like, why? You know, if you're even involved in this type of shit, one advertiser will immediately drop you, and just all of these negatives. There's not going to be any positive outcome because, first of all, exploiting a child is like the worst, the lowest blow you could do, and being involved with a platform that has that affiliation is just suicide for your company or development team like why would you ever want to do that that's just like it's stupid you know what i mean yeah which is like i don't i don't, I have to wonder why they chose to do it on 8chan because they would have had to certainly go out of your way for like the go-to which would have just been like reddit reddit there's, so there's... They, there was obviously a decision somewhere in the company to go for 8chan and i don't know what that process was or why they've done it but they very certainly like thought about what they were going to choose and they went with 8chan and then did it and then realized like, Oh, this is a bad idea. And everyone called them out for it. And it's like, what? <laughs> like where, like, I, I, I don't know. I just want to know where this idea came from and then why they gave it the green light. Yeah. That, that's what, that's what gets me. That's so odd. Like you'd think they would do research one and you'd think they'd already know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, no, that that kind of doesn't make sense. Um, worst case scenario, they didn't know, but they that would be like, why didn't you do your research? Why didn't you like know beforehand and like try to figure out what you're getting into? Worst case scenario, or would that be? Yeah, that would be best case scenario. Worst case scenario would be they know about this affiliation, like you said, they want to cause some sort of controversy to hit headline and stuff, but. Regardless, if you get that controversy and you get those headlines, your like, you know, development will end immediately because your company does not want to be involved in that. Like, hands down. I know even EA would no. Like, you know what I mean? So there's no sort of positive outcome out of this. It's just more of like you either are, you know, ignorant to this site or you know enough about it. To where it's like, why are you trying to affiliate yourself with this? You know what I mean? Yeah, there were a bunch of uh, subsidiaries of THQ Nordic that were very quick to distance themselves and say, uh, "Hang on a second, we didn't, we didn't have any involvement in this. We don't, 
appreciate this. We don't condone. I'm gonna this. throw Bethesda back in here. On here. I'm gonna throw Bethesda back in here and be like, like this is like Todd Howard saying, um, it's software and all these other companies that are part of the Bethesda were part of Fallout 76's development. That's almost like throwing them under the bus, right? It's like, all right, you guys, um, all these big name people come from these other development teams from Bethesda are part of this shitty project, shitty controversial pod project. And they're like, whoa, what, what the fuck? Like, this, we, we didn't have any part of this. And like, of course, like the THQ people that are like involved with this are like, who made this decision? Who made this decision to be a part of this? You know what I mean? I would not be surprised with at the rate they've been buying all sorts of weird licenses if they bought out 8chan. That is, that's they've evidently so done a weird AMA on it, and it's Do like, you think they okay, bought what? the company out so they could quote unquote wipe its image and be like have that be like a social <laughs> I mean, media platform for them? We've got a lot now we're in wishful thinking for that, but yeah. it's like Another conspiracy I mean, what are, what, what are we supposed to do with, like, such an absurd story? Like, yeah, this is crazy. It's, it's so touchy, but, like, at the same time, like, you have to think of why a company would decide to do something like this. And to throw YouTube in it, too, like, YouTube is the biggest video platform on the internet, obviously. And um, if, if it's affiliated with, you know, that kind of stuff, it's it has control of all the video, right? But at the same time, it's still gonna panic because it's involved with um, child pornography and stuff like that. Like, it's it knows it's bad, but it's part of its own thing. So like, it's it's just more of like the beast can't control itself kind of thing, because there's literally billions of billions of videos on it, yada yada. But this is a development team going to a known site, like I said. And they have the option not to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a video... Um, I don't know how to word it. It's not a video platform with stuff contained inside of it. You know what I mean? It's a development team that has the option whether or not to be a part of this. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where it's, like, weird. One, is it the monster trying to control itself? Two, is being a part of the monster, almost. So Thank that's you, just where it's odd. THQ Nordic. We don't understand. Yeah, Please we do don't better. understand your thinking. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, last Come week on. we talked about Xbox stuff, and then after we talked about that, there was some more news, and now we know that in 2020, the Xbox is supposed to launch a pair of consoles. There's a, like a normal, regular, high-powered console. It's codenamed Anaconda, and there's a cheaper, like, like a, a, a discless, a streaming console. Uh, codenamed Lockhart. It's interesting that we're going to be getting a console devoted to streaming and one, well, assuming these rumors are true. Right, if that's what it is. Devoted to streaming and one devoted to, like, classical, like, console, like, you you buy the game, it's a physical thing, you insert it into your console. Yeah, Um, I would wonder if it would, if if the cheaper one would be, like, you can only use it as a console that streams, uh, you know, from their Xbox Live series. I assume that's maybe not the case because it is the the specs suggest it's like almost as powerful as a PS4 Pro. Uh, I doubt that they would waste all of that power on just streaming games from their weird service, but it's also apparently supposed to be discless, so I I don't know. Weird. I don't know how I feel about discless. I still just can't get over 
something being discless. Then you got to get uh, an Anaconda. Oh, wait, no. Yes, that one. I can't get them straight. Yeah, Anaconda is the is the is the bigger one. Get that get that <laughs> Anaconda. I mean, I can totally the whole the whole idea of like streaming games. I know that that's what a lot of companies have been working towards, and some already have like things set up. Like Sony's got PlayStation Now. Yeah. Um, uh, like I I I feel that that is going to be the future of gaming in a lot no, of it cases. One hundred percent. Um, it's like man, yeah, I like the idea of owning the games like i don't really buy physical games anymore because i think digital so, is the better medium for it but it's still yeah. like i have to install it on my hard drive rather than streaming it and that's i don't know that's, there's, there's there's a leap there that I, it still feels it feels odd for me to make but at the same time it happened with like you know films and things and people are more than happy to stream that content so yeah mm -hmm. but films don't have constant interaction that lag yeah everyone you can't update a movie except re-release. Yeah, and unless but the I mean, internet the itself makes leaps and bounds, I I don't see myself being comfortable with streaming games like that. Yeah, I, I suppose, but at the same time, like internet and like the capability of online gaming from like the '90s till now is infinitely like greater what we can do now. So sure. I absolutely think we will be having like leaps and bounds made in like Into latency. The future. Yeah, yeah, in the future. I, but until we get to that I point, yeah. I still think it's too early. I mean, definitely. Somebody's got to do it first, but ah man, I still think it's just a bit too early for that. There's two sides to it, though. That's the thing. I'm preference-wise, you know, I like my media. I like being able to have my artwork. I like being able to go over here, grab my disc and be like, "Oh, cool. Uncharted 4 right here. Awesome." I have the artwork inside of it and stuff like that. I have the disc I'll put it in the game. Or I'll put it in the console. At the same time, it's like digital gaming is a lot more convenient. And you know what confuses me? Why games are still $60? Because essentially digital or like physical... I feel like physical copies have gone down because of the digital sales. And mm -hmm. I, th I think it was like a big part of... Um, a big part of games being $60 is also the physical media of it being printed out and shipped out with disc on the yada yada and stuff like that. So you take away this, games technically should be a lot cheaper because it's yeah. just the game. There's no sort of like, you know, physical media or anything like that. But um, with my, my point is um, I have this right here, right? Mm -hmm. This can never go away unless I break it. Take away physical copy, and for obviously audio listeners and stuff like that, this is a copy of Uncharted 4 in my hand. Um, <laughs> so you take that away and have the only digital part. A good example was, um, weirdly enough, Lego the Hobbit was removed from all forms of digital media. So the only way to play Lego the Hobbit is if you have a physical copy of it. That's it. I'm sure you could find it in all sorts of other forms, but you can't buy it anymore. So you take away that physical copy, you take away that physical media, that gives companies a chance to just completely wipe it off of the cloud or whatever you call it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's how digital media works. It's all going to be gone eventually. It's all going to be gone. Yeah. So you pop in that cartridge of Mario 64 on your Nintendo 64, that's never going to go away. 
unless you break it, unless you lose it. But if you have that digital copy, as much as it's more convenient, as much as it's more, you know, graspable, I don't know, best way to say it, <laughs> there's a chance it's going to go away. I mean, it's probably going to go away in the future, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. there's also that side of digital media that's like, it's just a lot easier to access. It's a lot easier to access, it's a lot easier to play, it's a lot easier to be a part of it, especially if it's like a multiplayer game. You're going to have to download it anyways because that's how the consoles and stuff like that work nowadays, so what's the point in having a physical copy of it? Mm -hmm. You know? Streaming's getting better, like you said. Latency is getting better. You know, all that sort of stuff is kind of making this sort of irrelevant. But at the same time, companies have a chance to be able to take that away from you at any time they want to, essentially. Sometimes That's when I point. put a disc in a console, it tells me that it's going to download the game. And I ask it, well, what's on the disc? And it's like nothing. It's just a disc. Exactly. So that's sort of why physical copies are almost irrelevant now. Because it's just... The cost is going into making this case, artwork, disc. That's it. It still costs a shit ton of money, I'm, I'm sure. But there's almost no point in buying a physical copy, except the point that I said. is There's always a chance that it's going to go away. I mean, okay. with the PlayStation and Xbox, I don't know how that would work. So, like, say everything off of the cloud gets wiped. You know, I think, I'm pretty sure you could still download this offline. That's the thing. So, like, future consoles, if it's stream only, what if, like, the servers go down and stuff like that? You'll never be able to play those again. Yeah, I think that's the big <laughs> question with, like, any game service that has gone offline, like a lot of MMOs that have come and gone. Is exactly. Like, well, if the, if the online functionality is gone, or, like, uh, like pay-to-play games that uh, they rely a lot on, like, a multiplayer scene or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and, it, and then it when makes those sense, get shut though. down, it's like, okay, well, I, I, you know, I, some people feel like they like wasted their money on the game or whatever, or that the developers should have kept it around longer, but it yeah. just like wasn't possible for whatever reason. So that's the thing with multiplayer games is eventually they're going to shut down. It's inevitable. Like mm -hmm. Overwatch, for example, 10, 15 years, maybe. Do you think Overwatch is still going to be relevant? Who knows? Uh, no, probably not. Um, Halo 2 is a good example. I mean, Halo 2 had a huge multiplayer fan base for a very long time, especially on PC. And recently, the servers got shut down, I think, in like 2015, 16, maybe. You might want to check me on that. But it was, it was like recently, and people were still sort of upset about that, actually, because it had a player base. You know what I mean? And all, every single multiplayer game that you have today is eventually going to go offline no matter what unfortunately you know rainbow six is no long it's not going to be around forever maybe rainbow six two rainbow six siege three something like that it's not going to be around forever and i mean it just sort of happens with games of service because you can only support it for so long you know i mean you you probably want to market a better game i mean world of warcraft does a really good job about it um, that game's been going strong since 2004, but I mean, it has all these new expansions, all these new things, and it's consistently being added to. I mean, it makes sense for games as a subscription and service in that context, you know, 
But like, if you want to support the game, it has to have some sort of um, income consistently. But I don't know. All your multiplayer games eventually are going to be dead, and that's the sad reality. But when we have our single-player games, those will still be around forever if you have them. One thing that's interesting to me about this whole like thing of you know game preservation because that I mean that like you, like you mentioned for a lot of these games if they're only available digitally and there's no way to like gotta get my game out of the bunker yeah yeah keep all your games in like, <laughs> a, on, like a shelter but like a hard drive this, this hard is running of like a lot of like early films from like the 1910s the 20s and the 30s I think most of those are gone forever because. At the time, they were, you know, they weren't really seen as art or, or anything worth, like, saving. They were just th- seen as, like, things to make, then release and make money. And yeah, then and there was no good way to make copies of them. So, like, people would just, yeah, like, so just destroy the film. They would just, just, like, get rid of it. And yeah. the film itself had, like, problems that would, like, make it flammable, deteriorate. And it's only been more, like, more recently that companies have actually been, like, re-releasing and, like, keeping archives of their films. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like... I know a lot of companies now already like will of course keep older versions of their games out because it's profitable to make like remasters and so forth. But I'm wondering like if we're ever going to get some sort of a consistent way of, I don't know, like an archive of these games. Not, I mean, for everyone to just like have access to or something, but just like a way to keep these from being lost forever. I would say Um, that's kind of what GOG has been trying to do. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of keeping some of these really old games alive and and playable and accessible. Hmm. Do you think um the U.S. is gonna do something in the future? Like, you know how there's like public domain stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, re- relative games are relatively new compared to all of the other art forms. So, like, what 1980? You'd say maybe like mm-hmm. so. When these games get older, do you think they're going to be put in, like, archives and, like, public domain Like, some things? sort of, like, criterion collection type <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. So, like, we'll be able yeah, to go, absolutely. go to this, like, museum in the next 50 years and, like, play <laughs> Metal Gear Solid uh, on the PlayStation <laughs> 1. Like, oh, this, we're, we're playing history right now. Like, this wow, is history. Look these, wow, look at these ancient graphics. Yeah, whoa, this looks awful. What the hell is this? 30 frames, I'm used to 8,000. We're in a corner just weeping. Yeah. <laughs> a, tier, a single tear I rolls, remember down, rolls down our chest. Back in the day, when games used Back to be on dude. physical copies. <laughs> That's um, true now. Memory card. I know, right? I don't remember this anymore. Dude, it's, it's going to be insane. It's going to be crazy. Games have just been rapidly increasing in technology every year, basically. It's... it's it, just seeing the like technology increase and like seeing what's gonna happen with kind of our games as a service thing, it can kind of be scary because it seems like game companies are going more in the direction of that and streaming games. I think what was it, GameFly? Oh, I'm gosh. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't. They didn't they deliver games? Yes, they do. So like they did literally what Netflix did at one point. Believe it or not, oh, Netflix yeah. used to deliver movies, but. I think they're working on um, streaming games, but that's going to be a lot harder. A lot harder, I'm sure, because that's going to be so fucking expensive. I think another thing with, with like, streaming is, like, so you're, okay, let's say, like, maybe rather than buying for a, paying for a game, well, I 
I'm now trying to think about like how would they make money off of this because they're not selling individual copies. So would it be like the publisher or like Microsoft controls its streaming service? You have to pay for the games, but you also have to pay for online month like like you already do with Xbox Live or PlayStation Network mm-hmm. to keep like the servers and things afloat. I'm just thinking about like how they'd go about making money for this. And of course, if it's streaming, you're, I mean, you're always going to have to be online and you're always going to have to be paying for that. Like, uh, I don't like that. that. And Nintendo's already got like, in order to get cloud saves for Switch, I think, I think you have to pay for online. Yes. Which is something you don't need to do on Xbox. Or... But it's, I think it's like a third of the price of, of the Xbox service. Yeah, but I mean, it also has like a lot less features as of right, right. now. But it's like, it, it's, it's just an interesting thing to me that like save games, your own progress in these is tied to like payment. Uh, buy saves. What is that? Metal Gear <laughs> Survive or whatever. Oh yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> survive. You had to, use, you had to buy mean, another save slot. Oh boy. Yikes. You buy, gaming. buy some lives, play Dark Souls every time you die. You buy some buy ammunition. It. Yeah. Each bullet is a penny. Buy different resolutions to play your game. <laughs> you want to play 1080p? It's going to cost 50 bucks, bud. Sorry, oh. you got to get the 1080p Game of the Year edition. <laughs> 1080p Game of the Year edition. Could you imagine if they <laughs> did that shit? Oh, boy. Couldn't imagine. So earlier this week, the makers of Skyrim Script Extender uh, called out the developers of Skyrim together for essentially stealing their code. Uh, Skyrim Together is this huge mod project which is intended to allow you to play uh, multiplayer uh, Skyrim, sort of, like a co-op scenario uh, with multiple people. I believe it's in some sort of closed beta. Is that right? Uh, They just closed the closed beta. They closed the closed beta in response to this, right? Um. Yeah. The yeah. So the makers of Skyrim script extender uh, apparently have been at odds with Skyrim together in the past, and then I guess they sort of like discovered that code from their work was being used in Skyrim together. Which, by the way, my favorite version of the the headline for this story I think came from Kotaku, who said like, uh, "Skyrim mod making thirty thousand dollars a month steals code" or something along those lines. <laughs> Because they have a huge uh, support base from Patreon where I think they rake in like around that figure each month. So not a good look for them. Um, I think their response was Ugh. that they were going to try and remove the code or whatever, but it's super unclear like how much of the code they're relying on, um, how far this sets back the project, but also just like ethically is just a scummy thing to do is to use someone else's stuff uncredited. So yeah. that's kind of nope. where that sits right now. You know, I was actually looking into this, and it looked really interesting, and something like I would totally do, like, play Skyrim with your friends, that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's the least, the literal least they could have done is been like, hey, can we use this code to make Skyrim with our buddies, you know what I mean? Like, like Skyrim with friends, that's so cool. Least they could have done is credit to them. The least. The most it's, is, like, give them yeah. a cut. It's it's an interesting project too because like I I think it has some sort of official like Bethesda acknowledgement or Bethesda support, mm-hmm. um so it's a little different than like 
I don't know if you were making like one of those endless like fan Pokemon games where you have no permission to do so. Um, it's still, it's just it's super interesting like how much money they're they're uh, acquiring to to work on this thing that is essentially not anything that they made on their own. But I mean, it's it's a big money project that's that's based on Bethesda's work. I guess Bethesda is okay with this. I don't really know the specifics on that. Um, but just in terms of people profiting from like fan projects it's an interesting case study i think could you imagine if like bethesda did that themselves <laughs> like they just took the code and just made this <laughs> well it's interesting about this whole project in general is it's like almost essentially the complete opposite of what fallout 76 is like they like they created fallout 76 as a company to um you know off of the fallout 4 um engine right Mm-hmm. Or I think it's I think it's an upgraded version of the engine, right? But yeah, they just implemented multiplayer in it, call it a day. But in this project, it's them putting multiplayer in Skyrim, an already established game, and making it just co-op, literally like that's it. Mm-hmm. But doing it in a scummy way. So, I mean, I'm not sure how much you care about that or support that. It's still very unethical in regards to even just the mod community. Because, I mean, they are making a profit off of it. If they weren't making a profit off of it, I still feel like that would... I mean, it'd probably be a lot less of a story than it is right now. But, like, I don't know. It's so it's such it's an interesting scenario, I'd say. Uh, someone... Uh, I'm just reading off the article here. So a member of, of SKSE, the Skyrim Script Extender uh, project, had, had had replied saying, to be clear, you are saying that you... Stated using our code. Sorry, I'm misreading this. Uh, It's a bullet list here. Started using our code, then asked for permission, never got permission, continued using it, eventually removed part of it, yet somehow left some of it in, continued to charge for access the entire time. They were charging for access to the beta via Patreon, basically. So uh, the idea there is you're donating a certain tier, kind of like Kickstarter. Uh, You're donating a certain tier, and at whatever specific tier you're allowed to, you have access to the beta. Um, you could draw a comparison and say that that's basically them charging for access to this project that they're working on, I guess. Even though, I guess the underlying idea is that you're donating to help the project in general, and you're just getting these extra perks on top of it. Um, and then they follow up by, or they, they, they finish this list here by, by saying you're now promising to clean up a now licensed tainted project. I, I, with that whole paying for access and then are you, are you are like talking about how oh you're supporting this project but when you have to pay for something yeah it's not a donation right, right. it's like they're, no. they're fundamentally making money off of this mod that a company had made mm-hmm. so it's like uh i feel like that's that's some fresh grounds for some legal trouble seriously like, they can't be making money off of like skyrim that's that's bethesda's title <laughs> right that's like oh man oh man i i have so many comparisons to draw right now i'm just like my head what's so funny though is if they just didn't charge for access to the beta there'd be no problem because then you would have to go out of your way to give them your money exactly supposedly they need like financial support from the community to keep like their servers running their like website up just like whatever expenses they need uh, I, I'm Which not, makes sense, but yeah, those yeah. expenses are tied to this project. 
and they're getting this money. What are they going to do with like the excess money? Right. I yeah, asked you. No I asked you about there. this the other day. You were talking about how like Open MW, the Open Marwin project, was yeah. was kind of similar. Uh, open Open Marwin. Uh, it requires you to use. It requires you to own Marwin. Um, it doesn't yeah. plagiarize Marwin files. It's just its own engine wrapper, basically, for mm-hmm. playing Marwin. So you download Open Marwin. You install it. It it asks you to direct it to your Marwin directory, so it can like utilize those files as well is that kind of what skyrim together is supposed to be Uh, no i think skyrim together is well yeah you do own you do have to own like skyrim special edition to play skyrim together but the thing is with uh i believe so i think you have to own skyrim special edition it's just a mod i believe and i think that's why bethesda was okay with it yeah because you know it's it's just a mod and you have to own the base game that's fine I think the issue you're getting into with Skyrim Together is in order to play it so far, you need to give them money, which I understand they need to keep these servers up, but that's just so, there's no accountability there. Like, what is Bethesda going to do, audit them? Yeah, and the project has also, now we know, been using stolen code or code that they didn't have permission to be using while charging people to use it. So what's what's the legal trouble they can get into with stolen code? So... Well, it's just it's, infringement of, of property, I would think. Yeah, but, like, how would that work? Would, would it just be, like, I do they know. have that patented? Do they have it copyrighted? Anything like uh, that? I don't know if it's patented. I think there's... It's under some sort of a license that pretty much is there to, you know, kind of protect... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It's for... Uh, open, it's, I mean, it's... You, uh, anyone can use software with attribu- uh, attribution, I think. Um, the, but I think also somebody in that... Agreement to use script extender on the Skyrim Together team was explicitly named as in like he couldn't use it Mm -hmm. or something. So I'm not sure what legal route they would take to like retaliate. I'm not sure how that would work, but I know that they've like violated it. The the thing is that I could see with that is like, I mean, if they have, if the people who took the code have um, Bethesda backing, that's a huge company that they have backing them that I could see supporting them in the future, you know, legal issues lawyers stuff like that oh because yeah I, I don't think it's so much bethesda backing i think right. it's like they asked if they could like do this mod and bethesda said sure you mm-hmm. can make this mod not so much backing but they said yeah we're, we're not going to shut you down yeah and um but if it like comes to it like eventually maybe Beth- bethesda stepping in noticing like how much how many people like want to be a part of this because obviously maybe. like maybe I don't you, know. You, I I, yeah. I, I they, can't agree with that. I don't see Bethesda I, giving a I, shit. Yeah, exactly. I, I Yeah, I mean, there's also the issue of I, I highly doubt Bethesda is going to want to jump in on a project that is very shady, is making money off of their game, and mm. is apparently in violation of, like, a license. I, I don't imagine Bethesda getting its hands dirty with something that, like, they yeah. could just shut their eyes to or send, like, a cease and desist. I, I don't... I don't... I will be amazed if they for some reason come out and support this but i i think they'll just stay quiet yeah because like i was like as you were saying that i was thinking a lot about it too like um you know if if this little developer team of mods or whatever um gets sued for some whatever reason like i'm sure but that's the one thing to do with it you get rid of it but um what if you know bethesda becomes like they're not necessarily affiliated, right? But they're sort of quote unquote backing it. 
what if it goes to the point of that Bethesda is one that gets in trouble? That's going to be the interesting thing. It's because I heard one thing that like the biggest thing a company is scared of, if anything, the only thing is a lawsuit. Like if you think about it in the long term, like obviously there's a lot of comp- competition and stuff, but lawsuits, oh man, they will drop anything. YouTube, for example, boom. Lawsuits, that's the only thing that can really affect them, right? In general, YouTube. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing like in the case for Bethesda, mm-hmm. uh, I'm guessing if like this is like bad enough, I think Bethesda might send Skyrim together like a cease and desist. Yeah, I could see like, that happening. And, and, and this project, like this yeah. is the last thing Bethesda needs associated with. Like they'll just say, nope, you're done. That yeah. way they don't have to get their hands dirty. They can look, they can just like shut it down because yeah, there's so much going on here. Yeah, and Caleb, I think you had asked like about like the 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 legal side of of like copywriting code or whatever or what they'd be in trouble for. I mm-hmm. I don't know anything about like code law and stuff, but it just like ethically, like it was it was ruled apparently that you can't like put a copyright on a specific dance move. That was the Fortnite controversy. But aside from that, there's just the eth- the, the just the whole ethical side of like. Why? Why would you steal like a a dance move that was created by someone and not give them any sort of attribution there? Um, like regardless of the legal aspect, there's still a, a really big like ethical question there of like should you be just stealing yeah. other people's shit? And that's the shitty thing about like copyright is that there's just two sides of it really. One is complete control, so anything and everything can get sued because it has a movement in it or a sound. And then there's also the complete other side where um, everyone's just stealing every idea from everyone else and taking credit for it. And obviously there needs to be a balance. Like, you know, for example, the whole EU um, situation that's going on that's going to create, <laughs> quote unquote, the meme band. The meme band, not band. Meme band. <laughs> um, like, you know, like, that's that's sort of the right spectrum or whatever where, you know, Anything can get sued, basically. So, like, a meme, for example, you know, like, it has this, like, picture in it, this, um, you know, word, this phrase, this icon. Immediately, a lawsuit can happen because of that. So, that's where this kind of whole situation needs to be sort of, like, fine-tuned. Because this is literally the opposite angle where someone's directly stealing something else from somebody else and taking not necessarily credit for it, but just not giving them any sort of like, you know, uh, what would you say? Not only cut of what they created, but not even just like letting them know that they were the ones that created it, you know? And I don't know. There's just, it's just weird. It's just weird. It's a weird situation. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up just about the way that the Skyrim Together team operates is I, I came across a, a post on Reddit in the subreddit, uh, Choosing Beggars, uh, which is, it's about, how, how do I best explain it? It's, it's, it's about people who, it's about choosing beggars. It's, it's about people who, who want things for free and they're very picky about it. Um, they had posted a screenshot from, uh, Skyrim Together's, like, job hirings or hirings page or whatever and they were asking for someone who had like five years of of web development experience to come on and create their website and run their website and manage all that stuff as a volunteer position while they're making 
thirty thousand plus dollars a month on Patreon. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Money, please. I'd assume that's not going to get filled. No one with five years of web development experience is going to sign on to something as a develop as a as a volunteer. Um, that would that would suck. That would be like getting a degree that you spent ten years of your life in, and like going into the specific field you want to, but for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just volunteer work. Like, all right, you could work for SpaceX, but unfortunately, we're not going to be able to pay you. You can still work for us, you know? That'd be yeah. pretty cool, right? It feels you kind of work. like when, like, a creator kind of reaches a point where they're making a lot of money and they've sold out. A, a little bit of a different scenario there, but. No, yeah, it's you know it's still along the same lines, right? It's it's odd. Damn, that's that's really scummy. That's really scummy. I think I'm years. gonna move into our thing that we do when we wrap up, where we talk about games that we've been playing. Um, Caleb, do you want to talk about what you've been playing? Um, I've been for the past six years. I've been playing The Witcher Three. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> No, I've actually been playing quite a bit of games recently. I've been streaming a lot of single-player games, and it's been fun. Um, I really, I actually just recently wrapped up the all of the Bioshock games, so Bioshock 1, 2, Infinite, and all the DLC, and that was um, quite an experience, I'd say. Um, first time ever playing those games, so that's kind of like a blessing, um, not growing up playing those games and like starting all of them in you know sequence. It's just a new experience, and you get to experience them, like, older, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Bioshock 1 came out, what, I was, like, nine or so, <laughs> so probably won't be able to have a lot of the insight in that, but yeah, just finished up Bioshock Infinite recently, too, and that was an experience, for sure. I remember I going that. to William's house and seeing uh, Bioshock on his Xbox 360, and oh, that was years ago. I, I think that seeing the water in Bioshock uh, was very transformative to me as a child. I thought it was the most realistic water I had ever seen uh, in a video game, and I thought this was the peak of video game graphics as far as water goes, at least. Oh, I've been playing a lot of this game called Kenshi. Is oh, that yeah. the Mortal Kombat character? Uh, I hey. Sadly, no. But uh, <laughs> it's this. I I had gotten it a long time ago when it was on this indie game launcher called Desera. It was it was this game called Kenshi, and uh, it was gonna be like this big open world kind of like colony management RPG sort of game. Um, and that I mean that that sounds good to me. Uh-huh. So I uh-huh. I got a copy way back then for like twelve bucks or so. And the game uh, has been in development for a very, very long time. Is it like early wow. access? Um, it has, uh, I think, at the end of, or at the start of this year, finally been released. Oh, okay. So much about the game has changed. Uh, it's still quite janky. Uh, it's got its own problems. It's not the best looking game. Sometimes performance leaves something to be desired, but I really like the game for what it is. Um so I've been finally getting back into it, and I've been having a blast. Like, I, I st- there's still so much for me to like figure out about this game. So I'll be playing it for a long time into the future. But yeah, that I mean, sounds interesting. Can she? That's pretty much all I've been playing recently. I um, 
I'm reinstalling Vermintide 2 after we talked about, uh... I'm gonna, I'm gonna download big, it. I'm gonna download it. The big smacking of rats. Maybe after this we'll, yeah. we'll play we it could, or something. We could team up. We could, we could all fight the rats. Let's could, do it. We could dab, we could dab right on now. these rats. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it. We're gonna start streaming now. Wait, don't download it during the call. We'll start breaking up. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I already have eight things podcast, We're just talking about rats. Um, <laughs> Travis and I, though, recently yeah. uh, had both gotten... Do uh, you want to talk about this one, Travis? Well, yeah, we can both Travis. talk about it. You started yeah, talking. Um, Continue talking, yeah, we, please. Um, we, um, we, uh, we both picked up Far Cry 5 because uh, we saw it was on sale. And, uh, and we're patient oh, gamers. Oh, it's on sale? Uh, it was at least when we picked it up. Well, Far Ubisoft goes games go on sale quite often. I'd I'd say. Far Cry Five yeah. is only sixty dollars. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Well, we picked it up for what, like fifteen, sixteen? Probably, yeah. S somewhere in there, and um, because it was a co-op shooter, you know, and uh, we like to play co-op games, so we thought, all right, what's the worst that could happen? I think it it's was... it's the, it's the first entry in the in the series that uh, had fully fledged co-op, correct? Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the first one that you can do like story missions in co-op. Which we realized was not like 100% fully fledged as we wished because it turned out William yeah. I was the host and William wasn't actually accumulating story progress on his end. So like when I would unlock new guns, when he would go talk to the guy to get his guns, the 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 guy would be like, "Nope." Sorry, you, you can't have him. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was a huge problem because Travis would tell me like, oh, well, we got these cool <laughs> weapons we've unlocked because we killed this boss. And then I'd check and I'd go, nope. So did, <laughs> you, guys, the did you guys equipment. beat Far Cry 5? Yeah, we beat yes, Far Cry we 5, did. Uh, right. I think, this past weekend. Right now, off the top of your head. Out of 10, go. Oh, I'm not going to give it a number. Five. Five, oh, man. That's a... Uh... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, Tra Travis number. was like, I'm not going to give it a number. I will give, very give a number. Go. I'll top your head. No. Oh. Come on, Travis. No, no, no. Okay, fine. No, I don't like giving games numbers. Um, okay, fine. Give it a letter. <laughs> give it an animal give out it of a letter animals. Grade. Like uh, a pig out of a cow. I don't know. Well, a pig we, out of a cow. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> a pig out of a cow. <laughs> I don't understand. I I get that eight pigs out of ten cows. <laughs> we did kill several pigs and several cows, I think, but it didn't really make up for how just frustrating a lot of that game was. Yeah. Both in terms of going through the story and experiencing a poorly written story, but also in terms of, like, did anyone, like, play test the game? Not like, I'm not saying, like, it was buggy. I'm saying, like, did anyone test it for, like, enjoyability? Of like going through the story and like being able to say this is fun because it sure wasn't. Oh the no! Best, the best parts of Far Cry Five were everything but the story. I would say absolutely. Like the game is the story beautiful. Missions There's were... so much like fun shit to do, but then like it, it's uh, hmm, it's your typical Ubisoft like uh... go through these areas and when you do things you accumulate progress in this area which advances you in the story. Um, so you can't... It's not like Skyrim where you can ignore the main story because your actions have a direct impact on story progress, whether you're like... And these things are all over the place. So, like, you walk a few feet and you can see a guy to rescue. Uh, you rescue him. This contributes to your progress for this region. It gets you closer to, like, 
these story yeah. milestones, and each story milestone, as it turns out, involves you getting knocked unconscious and then being monologued to for 15 minutes. Uh, and he's not joking in any way. Yeah, Lame. so there's three regions in Far Cry 5 and three villains to defeat, one for each region, and each region, I think, has three story beats. As in, you get knocked I, out three yeah, times per yeah. region, and you get monologued to three times per region. It's For a grand like, total of nine knockouts and nine monologues, plus well, the I one mean, at the end. What is so. that? What is that scene of The Incredibles where he's like, "You caught me monologuing," or whatever? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, syndrome. I mean, it's it, it's it's just like. So during story missions, it's like, oh, yeah, we knocked you out, boy, and I'm going to talk real close in your face for a while to make you think mm -hmm. that this is like a deep story. Mm -hmm. And then all the missions are like very linear. Oh, you need to go from here to here. You got to shoot this thing down. Okay, I, okay, whatever. But then when we're out of the story missions, it's literally just we get to roam around. Oh, we freed up some civilians who were held hostage. And that one part's of them pretty tells fun. Us, we, one mm. of them tells us that they like, know of a stash nearby it gets marked on our map the we stashes go the were a high point to like, for me too to like mm -hmm. figure things out and then we have to like explore these little mini like maybe if they fleshed mini, out mini like puzzle dungeons. games yeah little mini puzzles and it's like oh this is really fun and then i have to then we have to go back and do like the main game and it's like wow this is really not fun it's you like know, the whole man. time we're just dreading well, having to get shot by the bliss bullets and get knocked out again I one of, like almost one of my anything favorite, we did, we were just like, oh man, now we're gonna get blissed. One of my favorite uh co-op games actually that I could think of is probably Dead Space 3. Just because there was like there was it was really fun co-op, genuinely. Like as much of it as it was like against the other Dead Space games, like the co-op and action and like buddy co-op in that game is just so fun. Like I was really genuinely impressed when I played it with my buddies. It was it was mm -hmm. cool. I don't know if you guys, because like, uh, what I could think of was like, you go back to this one scene, and your friend is hallucinating the whole time, so he sees something completely different than you. Oh, and, that's cool. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like, he's like looking at these weird stuff, and you're like watching him as he's like hallucinating, and you're supposed to like defend him off and stuff, and like, it was just really cool, like how they did it. Unfortunately, the Dead Space series is dead. Because yeah. they killed the developer, basically executed him, fucking put him in a bathtub. With hey, look on the bright toaster. side. Maybe they'll get picked up by uh, THQ Nordic. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, off topic. Do you guys have any games that you're looking forward to? That you've been looking forward to? Oh, <laughs> I've got a game I've been looking forward to for years. Oh no! What is it? Um, th there is this franchise called Mount and Blade. There sure oh, is. I think I've heard of it. I have never yeah. heard anything else. I've played those name. games since like 2009. Um, in 2012, they announced that they were going to make a sequel. It is 2019 and we still don't have a release date, but they posted developer updates. Man. I, I saw the latest developer in... update the other day. <laughs> Heat maps. Just created yep. character models. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> like The game... In 2016, they showed off footage of like sieges and like towns. And I thought, like a lot of other people on like their forums and their subreddit, like, okay, game's almost done. One of their community managers said, We hope to have the game in players' hands in some form or other by the end of the year. Okay, 2016. That came by and it didn't happen. And we were like, okay. They Added said that, helps. that means by like 2017, we're going to get this game. 
So I upgraded my PC. <laughs> That's why. spoiler. Spoiler alert. It's 2019 and the game's still not out. And now they won't even say when it's coming out. Damn. Oh, man. That's but heat maps. heat maps. Heat maps, dude. I, I can't wait. They did a uh, developer blog on sounds, and everyone in the subreddit like had an aneurysm like, over that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That. Wow. That's interesting. That sucks. Oh man, Travis, do you have any Future. games that you're looking forward to? Oh, off the top of my head, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk. Um. Oh yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> he looks gorgeous. Yes. yes. Oh man, the trailer! I, I, I feel just like literally... I, I feel like I need to get through The Witcher Three since I've heard so much uh, praise for it, and you sure have. Uh, that'll that'll hype <laughs> that'll hype me up even more for Cyberpunk. But just as a, a fan of sci-fi and RPGs in general, and someone who really likes uh, Mass Effect, uh, also, Cyberpunk is looking um, good. Also, like kind of choices affect your story major. Yeah. That's what I really like about um, CDs because like. They actually genuinely make the choices you make matter. Like, okay. even just side I don't know quests. that I'd actually heard that, so that's good to know. Yeah, side quests, dude. Side quests change how the main story pans out, mm. which is awesome. So, get on that Witcher 3 grind now. Like, okay, wait, let me, let me, let me, uh, you told me that you hadn't played Mass Effect, but let me ask you anyway. Um, in, over the course of Mass Effect, there are a ton of side quests, as in like optional mm. things you don't have to do. But if you do them, it, it contributes positively to, in general, it contributes positively to how your endgame plays out in Mass Effect 3. Is that kind of how The Witcher 3 is? Um, I believe so. So I've had two different good endings in my playthroughs. I'm sort of trying to go for a bad ending in this one. Um, but like, dude, it's, it's insane because, you know, relationships, mm -hmm. um, people, people you sleep with in the game. And like stuff like that affects the overall story arc for mm -hmm. and subplots too. Even in game DLC even, which is crazy. Like it goes into a different region in the DLC and it will still have your relationships established and like yeah. just how you've treated characters throughout the game stay the same, which I was just like blown away by, honestly. And everything wraps up just so good. But um yeah it it definitely does I'd say affect the um end game. Um so yeah. Speaking of Cyberpunk, I <laughs> that was one of my anticipated games. Um but I was actually going to throw out another one. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this game. Okay. Um it's still in development. It was supposed to be released October of last year, but it's called Scorn. Um it's like a horror <laughs> FPS game it the one thing that attracted me to it was everything in the game is organic looking mm. and I, I mean by organic like muscle tissue yeah like all human, fleshy and like fleshy okay. organic even the guns which was like disgusting and made me like making my skin crawl like the the music just like oh it was it was so cool <laughs> <laughs> what does it sound like to reload an organic gun? <laughs> I would like, I like that. Yeah, and it was weird because it had like teeth on it. And I was like, what the fuck is this game? It looks awful, but I love it. Like Jesus. awful in a good way. Like, um, you guys are you guys familiar with like HRR Geiger? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For like the alien movies. Yeah. And, like, the oh, okay. And, like, it has a lot of it has a lot of that type of artwork in the game. Okay. Yeah, it's really interesting looking. I I'm so like interested. I think fucking PewDiePie played a little bit of the game. Like, oh, was there like a is, demo or something? I think so. I think they were like giving copies to YouTubers mm. or something like that. I don't know. It's still to be determined. Yeah, there's no release date on this. I, yeah. I think I saw some sort of exclusive on this a while back. I'm um, just talking about how like gooey and gross it was looking. There were a lot of cool screenshots in it. I, I, now that I'm looking at this, I do have like a faint memory of reading about this a while ago. I completely forgot about this yeah. game. Because like I think it just kept getting pushed back or something, but... Mm. I'm still genuinely like interested in this game. Like it looks, you know, very. You know what? It kind of reminds me of Tool. I mean, Tool. It does remind me of Tool. I don't know if you guys listen to them, but um, it reminds me of um. Do you guys remember the game? Um, was it Odd World? Oh, man, that's a long time. Oh Damn, man, yeah. you you remember that intro or whatever? Of the the, uh, the first Odd World. That means yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> They were dating us or whatever. I, that that scene scared the shit out of me when I was little. Like it scared the fucking shit out of me. And I'm getting those kind of vibes from this game. I love it. I fucking love it. It's like a mature version of that, with like organic looking shit, teeth guns. <laughs> oh man, it's so awful looking, and I love it. Do you think they'll ever add teeth guns to Apex? Hopefully. I'm I'm betting on it. I, bet, I might need I to play an Odd World game since I I haven't done this. Wait, what don't are do these on, on Wii? I don't know what's going on. PlayStation. Uh, P- the, yeah, they're PS One, and then I think mm-hmm. they had one on like Xbox. Yeah, they had it on the Xbox oh, man, original as well. I think it, they had a Munchies Odyssey. Munchies Odyssey. I think I remember playing that one, but I think there was another one I never got to touch. There were there was a couple of them. I think they're all on Steam, actually. What are these about, and what is the incomplete Oddworld quintology? Um, I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, they are um all on uh Steam. Damn. Well, goddamn, I might have to play through. Ah, uh, the first Oddworld is kind of like really janky on PC. Uh, it was like weird. But damn, I didn't. There's a cowboy Oddworld. What the hell? <laughs> that that. Okay. Alrighty. Interesting. I did not know that at all. Great Cowboy news. I already have one of these games in my library, probably from some bundle. Oh, here we Abe's go. Odyssey or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was the free one. Yeah, they gave that one out for free, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, that's the first one, luckily. So, I mean, you just, just fucking pound through that game, I guess. Oh, man, they've got something called Stranger's Wrath HD. That's the Cowboy one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it looks so weird. It does not look creepy at all, which I don't like. Because, like, the first one scared the shit out of me. This just looks like weird. Okay, the characters in this, like, weird fuzzy dudes with, like, cowboy hats. This reminds me of, like, Five Goes West type shit. Yeah, it's weird looking. (laughs) I. Because Five Goes West is such a weird and, like, gross movie. Because you've got these, like, cats. And they're like in cowboy hats and they've got these big gross and fuzzy faces and then they like smile and there's like this like gross gunk <laughs> between their teeth and stuff. I said teeths. <laughs> Yo, I guess we all just got to go play Odd World or something. <laughs> it's just the game that we all missed out on or something like that. I don't know. Hell yeah. I don't know. On that note, uh, let me see if I can try and take us out. Where's my uh, notes on this?
if you've enjoyed the podcast uh feel free to share us with your friends that's always uh a good time if you've enjoyed the podcast leave us a review leave us a whatever follow us on twitter hit point palace follow us on facebook i don't know myspace buy as many copies of the witcher 3 as you can what just as many just buy as many of them just all of them why go your nearest walmart and just purchase them in bundles of 30. is this about like games going out of like print is this (laughs) no 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 this just just buy as many as you want you know it's like the more copies you have the cooler you are you know what i'm saying damn i want to be cool i'm sold boys where we drop in this ass where we drop in my fat ass boys we're gonna get the battle victory royale i got v bucks in one hand ass in the other let's go we weezer just announced their fucking black album or dropped it on Fortnite for some reason so uh, that's gonna be interesting like they release it in Fortnite. yeah yeah what does that mean? I, like you have to load up Fortnite it over to in-game listen chat. to it? They're, they're, they're like marketing it in over the game. Over in-game chat? What is this like Moonbase Alpha shit? No, it was like the, the Marshmallow uh, concert, whatever. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so was there like a digital representation of Weezer? Yeah. I, well, I don't know if... I just saw the logo in Fortnite. I didn't play Fortnite. I saw it on like an article. Don't worry, I don't... I was not in Fortnite in the last 24 hours, I promise. But that's what I heard, and I'm just like, okay, Weezer, come on. Uh, oh, it uh, looks like in creative mode on Fortnite, Weezer made like a island that you could visit to promote their island new the album. Ah, uh, interesting, interesting. Come on oh, down to no. Weezer Island. Oh no! <laughs> Fortnite's latest collaboration is with aging rock stars Weezer. <laughs> that's I mean technically true. It's very true. Aging? I didn't hate Weezer until I visited their Fortnite theme park. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun to see pan out. Oh man. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I guess I have anything else to say? Anything about Fortnite related or Weezer related? If not, obviously it's not important enough. So <laughs> Oh man. And it's been fun. It's been fun. Hell yeah. It's been, it's been a hoot. Hell yeah. Uh, we can stop down recordings. This is all good. Stop, yeah. all right. stop those down.